Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. We spend about 80% of our time talking about Disney. And the other 20% of the time waiting for someone else to bring it up so we can talk about it more. So we started a podcast where we can talk all things Disney all the time. Welcome to the Happy Travel Podcast. Welcome back to the Happy Travel Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. (laughs) We are excited today to be recording episode five. I feel like this is like we can make this somewhat of a milestone because we're past the first month, right? That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, you know, even if only three people listen to this episode, we have recorded five episodes at this point. Well, more because we did a bonus. So that is definitely a milestone to celebrate. Yeah, we're we're past a month. So um, yeah. I don't know if that increases our chances of being successful long term or not, but we're going to go with it. Um, so we are excited again to be talking about Disney for everybody. Um, right off the bat, though, I think we need to give a shout out to our friends and family who've supported us so far. Um, this So this past weekend, I was at a restaurant here in Central Texas, I'll just, I'll give them a shout out. Johnny Steaks and Barbecue. Oh, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Um, The family that owns it are some of our very best friends. We were up there hanging out on Saturday and, um, the manager Bones, I'm giving Bones a shout out. He came up to me and told me how much he loved our podcast. Bones, he listens. Have, yes, and he does not have. Oh kids. my gosh! I don't even know if he's ever been to Disney, but he told me like he's like our number one fan. I think right now, he said he's listened to him, and he said, "By the way, I cannot tell you and your sister apart." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, yeah. so see, Staten and Heather both today were like, yeah, we can totally tell you apart," and I'm like. I think that's just because y'all know us, especially Staten. It's like obviously one of those is your mom. But I think probably because Bones doesn't know me that he's probably like, oh, gosh, yeah, they're just the same person. But right. if you know both of us really well, you could probably tell the difference. I think I don't so. know. Sometimes it's like I can't even tell the difference because Ryan was playing in the living room because he discovered that if you ask our Google, what's it called? What's the little Google home thing? Yeah. Google home. Yeah. If you say, hey, Google, play Happy Travel Podcast, um, it plays it and it's super exciting. I thought that they were FaceTiming you. Like I was in my room and I was like, <laughs> oh, gosh, did Sarah FaceTime? But then I like kept hearing voices and I thought it was just you the whole time. But it was actually me and you both talking because it talking. was our podcast. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even tell my own voice apart sometimes because I thought it was you. That's so funny. I mean, I, I do think that that we sound different, but when he said that it was really funny. Cause I'm like, that makes sense. He doesn't yeah. know us very well. So he, he can't tell, but I love that he's listening to it and like, That's doesn't so have nice. kids. I don't even know. I need to ask him. I don't even know if he's ever been to Disney, but, um, you should, I told him, I said, I'll give you a shout out and we'll put a plug in for, for Johnny's. So if you're you in go. the central Texas area, you got to go to Johnny's. <laughs> Uh, they host concerts. I know they have Riley Green coming up. Honestly, I don't know who he is, but I think he's cool. Is that uh, who so, Lauren posted about the other day? Yeah, that she went to his oh. concert. I'm like, yeah, I don't even – they keep talking about it and, you know, really promoting it at Johnny's. And I'm like, wow, I'm really old because, I mean, my all-star lineup is still like Aaron Watson and Roger Craig and <laughs> Kevin Fowler. Like that's, I mean, 20 years Kevin ago. Fowler. But <laughs> oh no <laughs> whatever riley green is supposedly cool and he is going to be at johnny's so get your tickets oh, cool. <laughs> to johnny's well shout out to lauren then i guess i have to shout her out because our bonus episode that came out today actually um 
where we debated the best princess. I'm not going to give it away. If you haven't listened to the episode, go listen. But the princess that we landed on is her favorite. And so I texted her and I was like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this episode. I think you're going to like it. And she's like, oh girl, I listen to every episode. And I was like, you are so nice. I love that. I do so love thank it. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for being our one of our number one fans. You and Bones can fight over who is our biggest <laughs> fan. I don't know. I think I think your boys are our biggest fans. They, they are. are. Oh, I have, I have to add that disclaimer. So Colt came up to me today and was very upset. And he's like, I got a bone to pick with you. I said, oh my gosh, what did I do? And he's like, you said Rapunzel doesn't have any skills. Are you kidding me? She painted the whole ceiling in her house and and Ariel doesn't even know what a fork does. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I was thinking Ariel's resourceful. She uses a fork as a hair, uh, hairbrush, but he's like, no, she's stupid. She doesn't even know what a fork is for, (laughs) but Rapunzel is an artist and she painted her entire ceiling by herself and swung around with her own hair. And I was like, (laughs) I am so sorry. Like, you are so right. They get really serious. They always want to listen to our episodes. And so we were listening to that one today on the way to lunch. And Colt would stop it and, like, say his opinion before we said ours. And then there was one that we both said. I said whatever he was saying. I had said it, too. And so then it went. He was like, yes, mom. Yes. And so then on that part, he was so mad. He was like, he, like, paused. He was like, are you kidding She's an amazing artist. She painted the whole ceiling of lanterns. And I was like, I totally forgot about that. You're so right. I'm (laughs) so sorry. They are though. They're they're our biggest fans. Staten came in the room the other day um, and he has like a full on gaming setup with his own microphone and like headphones and all that for his video games. But he came in and he was like, mom, mom, and just put his headphones on my ears. And it was our podcast that was playing that he'd been like in there listening to it. So yeah. Mila put on her little headphones today. They're like not actual headphones. They're like the noise canceling headphones we got when she was like a baby to go to a football game. And as soon as she put them on, she goes, welcome to the happy travel podcast. (laughs) I was like, so I don't funny. even wear like over yeah. the ear headphones. Yeah. Like they're in my them. ear. That's no, so but she just knew like, welcome to the happy travel podcast. That's so well, funny. And then she, we listened to it in the car as well. And it was her doing the little intro for the bonus episode. And she's like, mom, who's talking? Who's Kelsey? And I was like, <laughs> you know who Kelsey is. Like, you know, that's my name. And I was like, that was you talking. You you were the one who said it. And then she just kept repeating what she had said over and over again. Like, the <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, she just kept talking about it. Well, we do have some big supporters. And I kind of think this goes right into our episode today of what we want to talk about. And um, we are – so we wanted to talk about – and I think I think we'll focus on your first trip, not in general, because I do – now, um, I do love going with friends and family and I can handle like going with a big group, uh, but for your first trip, it's a kind of a big thing to think about. Are you going to go alone with just your immediate family or are you going to go with your extended family? Um, I, I do think Disney is a place we've said this before when Walt created Disney, it was his goal was to have a place where people of all ages can enjoy Disney. And Kelsey and I both believe that wholeheartedly. And so it's, it is one of those places where you invite the grandparents um, or the cousins or, you know, that extended family. But for your first trip, we're going to just kind of talk about some things to think about and um, not really pros and cons. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of point some stuff out, but whether we think or what we want you to think about in terms of going yeah. just, just your immediate to keep in mind. Yeah. Because again, like everything else, <laughs> we don't have a black and white right. answer. Right. We, exactly. We're going to 
we're going to tell you because again, there's just no wrong answer. We both did it differently, which we'll share in a second. Um, but, and, and like I said, now I've gone with friends, family, and I can definitely like, it doesn't phase me to go with a big group or not. Um, but for our first time, I guess this kind of goes into it for our first time, we went just our immediate family. And that was something that when my husband and I started talking about it, we knew we wanted it just to be the four of us, not just for that experience and like the memories of just the four of us. We love traveling with family and friends, but every now and then our boys love it when we do stuff that's just us. I think because we do have a lot of family around. And so the first time we went, we knew we wanted it to just be the four of us to get to have that experience together. But also I had no idea like what I was doing because I hadn't been since I was a teenager. And so just the thought of having to to try to navigate everything for myself, plus to have other people that are kind of relying on me to lead it. I did not, I just, I didn't think it would be fun for me and for, well, really for me, I don't think, I think the boys would have been happy either way, but I just knew it would be a little, I think a little more complicated and not necessarily as enjoyable for me being our first trip. And we were even working with a travel agent at the time who was super helpful, but it was just, I just knew that that's not really what I wanted for our first trip. So I was completely different on my first trip with my family. I think a lot of factors went into it, but like Sarah mentioned, it had been a very long time since she had been to Disney World. For me, my first trip with my own children was like the fourth time that I'd been in four or five years. So like it wasn't my first time experiencing Disney World either ever or in a long time. So like I already knew what to expect going into it. Um, I also had a travel agent, which was Sarah, <laughs> and um, she was on that trip. So the days that we had together, like she booked all of my stuff for me, all of our rides that we did. She was like, hey, let's go do this next. And I'm like, okay, I'll follow you wherever. I don't care. So like that made it a lot easier on me. But our first trip that we took, I mean, technically it wasn't her first trip to Walt Disney World Resort. Right. But it was right. her first trip going into the parks. She was two and a half. Yeah, she was two and a half. I was like seven months pregnant. We went with our, what is that, group of 13 people? Yeah, so it was yeah. my family, which was the three of us, and I was pregnant. Um, Our other sister, Heather's family, so that was her, her husband, and her son, who was one and a half. Sarah was there for part of the time that we were there with her husband and her two boys and your in-laws and their two daughters who are her son's cousins. Um, and then that's, our that's parents. we were there with the Coxes too. Oh, they were there too. Yeah. yeah I remember that because we met Mickey with trip. them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that was like, I mean, over 20 people I think were in that trip and we didn't all hang out all 20 of us together. Like we went our, and that was another nice thing is that like we got to break it down between like the different people that we were seeing at different times. Um, but I mean, all together, like, yeah, we saw over 20 people on that trip that we knew either were like friends or family. So it definitely was way different than Sarah's first trip that she took right. with her boys, but also her boys were older. They were what, six and eight. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was two and a half um, when we went. So that I think also played a factor as well. Definitely. Um, I, I never really thought before that, like you mentioned about, uh, I just lost my words <laughs> about how your first time with Mila, 
was you had been recently. So for me, I was literally 30. It had been 15 years. So I'd gone when I was 15. And then when I was 30 is when we went. So it had been a really long time. I had memories of things, but not like leading a trip on my own. Um, But that is, I didn't really think about that for you. You had just been there. I mean, because we went, we went that one time together and then you had been with Ryan. So yeah, you guys had been there recently and you'd both been there. Like for me, I was taking my husband who had never been my kids who had never been, it was all on me. So, well, um, and my family that went with us had been recently. So for you, if you had taken all of us with you in 2016, it would have all been our first time since 2002. Yeah. That would have, I mean, I, yeah. I, I understand why you didn't do it because that would yeah. have been a lot. We all would have been like, what is going on? But you had taken mom and dad two or three years prior. Heather had gone with us in 2018. Ryan had been with me in 2015, 2017 and 2018 twice. And so like, I, I yeah, that was my fifth or sixth time being at Walt Disney World specifically since like in the past five years before that. So like it definitely makes a difference that you would have been taking, if we had all decided like, yeah, heck yeah, let's all go for the boys first time. No, that would have been so overwhelming for all of us because we would have all been like, everything's changed. We don't know anything. And and we would have been, we would have been relying on you because you would have been the one leading the charge. And yeah, no, I'm, I don't blame you. I didn't care at the time anyway, but definitely don't blame you. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think now, and I don't know now if it's better or worse, because now we'll go with just about anybody, but, you know, almost anybody. There's probably somebody out there that I'm like, no, I don't think I can go with them. Um, but <laughs> now we've been with, we kind of eased into it. So I think the year after we went, we went with just um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. They have girls that are the same ages as my boys, which is great because they're like siblings and they are, you know, the same ages, kind of the same interest, even though they're girls and I have boys, they still get along really well and like hanging out. So we went with them and then we went one Christmas. Christmas with just mom and dad. So we just took mom and dad with us. We kind of like eased into the whole family thing, but then we also went with friends and we've gone, we have some good friends that we've gone twice with them. Um, we have some other friends that, you know, like we're, we're always willing to go with. Um, but it, I do now I kind of almost have like a way I'm kind of set in my ways of things that I like. I'm open to new experiences at Disney, but I also know how I like to do Disney. And so I'm kind of like, that's fine if you want to go with me, but this is how I do things. And this is what we're doing. And we're not going and I'm not, you know, going to miss out on something that I love. Or I, like I said, I love new experiences, but I also have my way of doing Disney now. So it's kind of, if you want to come, that's fine, but you're going to do it the way I want to do it, which for most people is appealing that like I have, I mean, we have friends and family that are like, I'm going with you. I just want to follow you around. Like, I don't care what else. Like, I just want to follow you and I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. And that's, that is fine with me too, at this point, because I'm so familiar with it. It's not stressful trying to like lead a group. Um, So I think that's one of the kind of the first, not really a pro or a con, but just something that you need to think about is that it can be stressful coordinating all aspects of a trip for a large group of people. Right off the bat, I just think about dining. Um, It is difficult to get dining for larger groups. Obviously, if you're getting dining for two to four people, it's going to be easier to find availability than for a bigger group. So you may have to split up. You may have to make other choices. Um, sometimes what 
kind of like a, a way around it is we'll book two different reservations, like split the party in half um, for times close to each other. And then really literally just hope that they'll sit us together when we get there. There's just no guarantee. So trying to book dining for a huge group is complicated. And then the day of trying to book your lightning lanes or your individual lightning lanes through Genie Plus can be really complicated when you have a large group of people. Um, I think there's a limit in the app of how many people you can book for. So I know when we went in December, I guess, to 2021, and there was kind of a bigger group. That's when you were talking about Mila's first time and everything. There were some I was able to book for some of us. I think it was us and our friends, um, the Coxes that went. I booked ours. And then like my sister-in-law and I, we did some parks together. We would just text the night before and be like, these are the part, these are the rides we're going to aim for at these times. And if we could at least get them overlapping, then we could go together. But it was really just, we just had to try. Like we didn't know there was no guarantee. So trying to do everything for a group that big can be not just complicated, but it can limit you on what you can do. I know you were telling the story about um, doing, because you had to do that. You had to do lightning lane for a bigger group that same trip you kind of took on. Did you say mom and dad and Heather and everybody? Yeah. So that was um, Sarah abandoned us. So I had to do it all myself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, It was one of the days that we were... That we were going to different places. So everybody was like, okay, well, Kelsey, you'll book it for everybody. So I was booking six people because none of the kids, um, they were all underage. So like they didn't need them at that point. But even just the six of us, like something went wrong. And dad and I want to say also John were just like not, they weren't pulling up. They were under my family and friends list, but like they were just not popping up for me. And so when I booked our... um rides I think we were going to Magic Kingdom that day like I just could not book them and so it's like 7 a.m and I'm like frantically texting my mom like my mom she's your mom too <laughs> like I'm like texting mom and dad like are you guys awake I need dad's phone right now because it's not working for me so I like run next door to their room and I'm like dad give me your phone and I happened to get a time that was like close but like I don't know if they did overlap at all because you get an hour window, but I want to say it didn't overlap or something like that. And so then we had to like go to guest services and I was like, I need you guys to add him like back to my plan. I don't know why he's not included. And it was just kind of a big pain because the guy was like, I see his name right here. And I was like, I know, but I was like holding up my phone and I was like, but he's not on here. So I had, I just gave the guy my phone. I gave him dad's phone. This poor man had like three phones back there. He had to get his supervisor. Like they're like, I literally see his name. I don't know why it's not working. I was like, bro, I don't know either. I just want to go ride pirates. Like, please just let us all ride pirates at the same time. (laughs) And he ended up just like fixing it for us. But that was super stressful. And that was only like six of us. Like it wasn't even that many people. I have clients that that this is the year too for the big family trips. I have quite a few that are returning clients, but now they're taking like their extended families. And so I know we'll have to go through this with them too. But I always tell my clients that I really appreciate the ones that are the point of contact for a big group because I totally get it. It's a lot of work on them. And, you know, they work with a travel agent me who can help them. And I, I do. And, you know, of course I'm always doing dining for everybody, but they have to do everything once they're, they're there and they're still the point of contact. So when I say, what do you think about this, this, and this, they have to go around and ask everybody and have those conversations. And it's a lot on the person who is organizing the whole group. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing it without a travel agent. That's a lot, but even, even with a travel agent, it's still a lot to do it all. So it can be 
it can be stressful trying to coordinate all of it. Um, you know, when like versus going with my immediate family, I make all the decisions. I don't, I don't need to talk to anybody else. I don't need to ask anybody else. I know what my people like and what they want to do. And it's, I'm the only one spending the money. I mean, you know, my husband and I, but we're not having to talk to another family about their budget and such. So, um, it can be, I mean, appreciation, for sure, for all the clients out there who have organized and led a big group, because it is, it, it can be a lot. And if you're doing that frequently, then you should consider becoming a travel agent with that travel company, <laughs> because yeah. you pretty much are getting the experience that you need. You might as well get yeah. a chunk of that money yeah. back. That's so, true. you know, if you are, if I know a lot of people who they'll like make their own spreadsheets and stuff when they go. And I'm like, you should be a travel agent. And they're like, yes. I do this for all my friends. And I'm like, yes. uh, come on. That's you know? what I tell everybody when they're, when I'm interviewing and and they, most of the agents that, that I've hired, that's what they say. Well, I'm the go-to person and I plan everything for my friends and family. And I'm like, yep, check. <laughs> you sound like yep. a travel agent already. That's kind of the telltale sign for sure. Yeah. So that was kind of not the cons to taking a trip with extended family, but just kind of some of the stressful aspects of it that you should consider. Now, those stressful aspects are always there. Like you always have dining, you always have Genie Plus and all that, but it's just a larger scale the more people that you have if you are expected to be that point of contact. But I'm going to kind of transition to some of the pros with that. And that is that having extra family around while you have kids with you can be very helpful because they can wait with your kids if you are like, I want to go ride this ride, but like my baby can't go on it. They'll, you know, depending on your family, they'll wait with your kids. They will take your kids to the bathroom. They'll pick your kids' food out for them. Like, it's just nice having that extra set of hands around. Um, I remember when we went to Disneyland in 2018, I think it was, and your boys were, how old were they? Eight and 10-ish? Yes. Yeah. Almost. Seven and nine. I think yeah, seven at probably seven and nine. Yeah. And we wanted to ride. I think it was Soren again, but Staten was like, I'm so tired. I literally can't stick around. I, I like I have it's to leave. So totally Staten. <laughs> it is. So you walked him back to the hotel and Ryan and I stayed with Cole and we had a blast. Like we rode Soren. We were like waiting in line. It was a very long line and it was very hot. But like we had a blast just standing in line, just like spending one on one time with him. And then I remember when we got back to the hotel, you were like. Staten literally did not stop asking questions the whole walk back. <laughs> like it was probably a good 10 or 15 minute walk for you to get back to the hotel. But you were like, he just kept being like, and then we did this. And then what about this mom? What are we going to do here? <laughs> so it is nice being able to, especially if you have two kids that have very different personalities, if they like different things, if you have one kid that can't ride rides that the other one can, having those people around you who can be helpful in those situations I mean, you can't beat it. It's so nice to have. I mean, we say like we bring Nana with us because we know Nana's going to like Nana's our nanny, basically. <laughs> but like even when I was that person when we went because I was pregnant. So there were a lot of rides I couldn't ride. So like when we were at Animal Kingdom, Ryan and I took Oliver so that Heather and John could ride a ride. And then when we were at Hollywood Studios, dad and I took the kids so that everybody else could go ride. Like it, it was just nice that, you know, you don't have to. And even when we went in August the four adults and the two girls that we had, like we split our party in half. And while one, two of the adults rode Rise of the Resistance, the other two stayed with the kids and fed them lunch. And then we swapped. And then it was a much less stressful time than if we had been, you know, if it had just been me and Becca or like 
you know, the two parents with the the kids right. and it would have been, you can't ride together. You have to split up mm-hmm. and you have to like figure out all of those logistics and everything. So it is very nice being able to have family around to help to take your pictures. I mean, like so many reasons that it's nice to just be with family. Also, it's just nice to spend that time with family and be somewhere fun and be on a vacation with family. Like it, obviously like taking the trip, the point of it is to be enjoyable and have fun, but having the family there is also a really, really big pro. So like Kelsey said, we're not necessarily sharing pros and cons. It's more just things to think about because I think you can go either way and have a great trip. Again, I feel like every episode goes back to managing your expectations and just knowing what you're getting into. Um, I, I think one of the things that has allowed us to travel now with family and friends is we already, we kind of, we know our expectations. So that's a big thing is does everyone have the same expectations? Does everybody or do they have the same trip in mind? Because you can say Disney, and we've said this a thousand times, no two people are going to do Disney alike. No two people are going to imagine a Disney trip the same. And so when, when I say, do you want to go to Disney? I'm thinking, yes, I do, because this, this, and this. And Kelsey's thinking, yes, I do, because of this, this, and this. And it's two totally different things. So you have to kind of figure out if everyone has the same expectations. Now, maybe you don't initially, but there's things you can talk through and just make sure you're on the same page about it because you don't want to show up there and you're going to do one thing because you assumed that's what everyone else wanted to do. I think one of the biggest things is going to the parks early or what times you want to go to the park. I am naturally an early riser. I am up and ready to go early. Well, especially too, if you're doing everyone's lightning lane, you have to be on there at 7 a.m. So you're up. And for me, it's I don't get to sleep in. I'm up doing lightning lane at 7, which means I'm ready to walk out the door. You're making everybody get up at 7 a.m. You're like, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah, at 7.40, I'm walking out the door to head to the park. So I'm just an early riser. I like to get there early. I'm not necessarily a napper, um, especially like in the summer. I don't mind taking breaks, but uh, not at Christmas. Like I don't, I don't need to take a break. So I like to go early. Now my family, my husband, he would sleep in if I let him. Um, Colt would sleep in if I let him. Staten would be up and ready to go with me. And so just kind of balancing that, which then when you add on extended family, oh my gosh, like then we have to all be on the same page and you don't want to go and I feel, I think of like my brother-in-law, they, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they like to sleep in, but they're also like really down to do whatever. And so like, I always ask them beforehand, I'm like, what about this? What about this? And they're like, we, we don't care. Like whatever you say, we're going to do it. And I'm like, okay, but I want to be there early. Um, Oh, we, the first time we went, I think it was the first time we went all 10 of us. So with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, their kids, and then my in-laws, my husband's parents, and it was the the Christmas, the month that Rise of the Resistance opened. So it had opened oh. like December 5th. And we were there like December 19th, something like that. And so back then it was um, virtual queue and you had to be in the park to join the virtual queue. So we, I told, I was like, we are riding this ride. I don't care if you want to go with me. If you don't, that's fine. I'll go by myself, but don't be sad when you don't ride this ride, which my <laughs> brother-in-law is like a big Star Wars fan and my boys, obviously. So I had everyone up and leaving. We stayed at Polynesian. We left there at like 5 a.m. I'm not even kidding. Because oh they my would, gosh. They would let people in the park early. And then you had to be scanned into the park. So you had to be scanned in by the time virtual queue opened to try to get 
your virtual queue to ride. And I, so yeah, I think we left at 5 a.m. We, I have a picture of us like in the crowd. My mother-in-law's like got her coffee. Like it was a thousand percent worth it. Like it was amazing. Oh, I bet. Yeah. We had a great time. We got our virtual queue, but that's, that's me. I'm like, oh, absolutely. I need to be there at 5 30. I'm there. That's not a problem. Yeah. I'll be there. And everyone else is like, uh, is it worth it? I don't know. So and I'm the kind of person that I'm like, that's fine. If you don't want to go, I'll go by myself. I don't care. Yeah, you're not going to hurt my feelings. If it you're like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay, right. I don't care. But don't don't come to but me then with you're FOMO on <laughs> yeah. when I show you the pictures yeah. of what yeah. I did. And you're like, I wish I had gone. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. Or I'm like, then you're on your own to figure it out how to get here. I'm going to be well on my way enjoying the park. And you do you. Because if you don't want to go, that's fine. Uh, but that and that kind of goes into uh, to riding the same rides. So one of the big things I think you've got to know is, is everybody in your group, a thrill rider. We are, I've said this a hundred times as well. My family, we love the thrill rides. We go for the thrill rides. Um, we currently, my boys love universal because there are so many thrill rides, but we have friends that are not necessarily into the, well, my, my in-laws, they're, they're not they They weren't at first. They do now the girls ride everything. But the first time we went, they were a little unsure about all the thrill rides. So thinking about whether you guys have the same expectations. And I think this goes back to, to even you and I going, Kelsey, like you and Ryan love the thrill rides, but Mila's not tall enough for a lot of them. So when we go together, like, I mean, we have to figure it out or we just have to know that there's, that's going to be kind of a gray area that it's not going to be, everybody's just following me onto rock and roller coaster because we all want to ride rock and roller coasters. So having those conversations ahead of time and making sure everybody either has the same expectations or has talked through and thought about what that's going to look like will help your trip. Once you get there, it's going to help that like butting of heads. I think I've mentioned this before, but like, our trip that we're taking in December where I think there's 17 of us in our family going, (laughs) um, which is a lot. And that doesn't even include people that we know that are probably going to be there at the same time because I already know people who are like, I want to go in December too. So it's like that just is the people we're planning for right now. Um, I made like a document and I said, at least for the people who have young kids, like obviously mom and dad and you guys can do whatever you want. But like I made a document for the families that have kids. And I said, each adult picks one ride at each park that they really want to do. If it happens to be the same ride as the other adult that wants to do that ride, then like we will have to figure out rider swap. But like Magic Kingdom, I really want to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Ryan really wants to do Space Mountain. Okay, we're going to make a plan so that we can do those either at the same time, depending on if the kids can go, who's going to hold the baby, like all of those things. We're like figuring it out because I don't I don't want us to go in thinking like that we can do everything, but I do want to make sure that everybody gets their own things that they want out of each park that we go to. Like, I don't want anybody being like, well, I got gypped. I didn't get to do anything I wanted. But at the same time, like, especially when you have young kids, like you just have to go knowing it's not for you at that point. Like you, you're going to have to do a lot of sacrificing when it comes to what you're doing with your kids. I think though, having a spreadsheet like that is helpful too, because when you're doing lightning lane, if not everybody wants to ride space mountain, then that gives you the opportunity to make the space mountain lightning lane for this group of people at this time. And then for whoever's not riding that, if they want to do, um, you know, 
I don't know, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, Spin at the same time. I just said that because they're close to each other. But you can book them at the same time. And then you're not sitting and waiting. I think to me, that's the most like annoying thing is to sit and wait. But you have something and and I'm not going to fight anybody over Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin. Like if I don't ride it, I don't care. So if I'm going to go do this and you're going to go do that, it's okay. At least we're not like waiting on each other. And then we know we'll get back on track right after that. So having those conversations beforehand and having those expectations, having a planning sheet is great to, to help you again, manage those expectations. Right. And if you have a ride that you really, really want to ride and you're like, I don't care what other people do, then like, don't be jealous when you come out and we did something really fun while you were riding that ride. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you rode it, you rode Space Mountain and we all went and we got churros or we rode Haunted Mansion or something, right. you know, like unless you're like, don't go do this without me. Like it, you know, it, we're just going to go where we can. So like you have to kind of just go with the flow. And if you want to do it again, then like, okay, we'll figure it out. But you have to be okay with everybody being able to do what they want. Cause that is the worst part too, is like, especially if you have kids and you're doing rider swap, like I don't want to just sit there and the kids don't want to just sit there. That's right. so boring for them. So like when we did it, I think when we went on in August, that was perfect because like we did lunch and half the people ate lunch. And then, I mean, we got the short end we of the a stick, little psycho. I would say, because <laughs> yeah. Sarah and I came, we rode it first. So like the whole time that we're in line and riding the ride, the girls are like playing and having fun. They're in line getting their food. They're sitting down. Like all of that, ha- all of that like downtime happened. We get there, we're starving. And the girls are like, I'm ready to go. Like I've been sitting here for like 45 minutes. I'm so bored. I so we Grace had to like, was, like throwing stuff on the floor. Oh my and, gosh. Like, we spilled some water. <laughs> Mila's like, Mila's hair is like sticking to her forehead because she's so sweaty. It was just a hot mess. So we had to like scarf our food down. Then we each had to go to the bathroom. So we had to leave the other person there alone with the girls who are like trying to run away from us basically. And then we're like, we have to go. Like we got to get up. We just got to start walking somewhere. I don't care where we go, but like we have to go. And it was so hot. It was just, yeah, it was. So plan it out, you know, don't make them because if they had done nothing that whole time, like that would have been miserable for everybody. So like having the plan of like, let's do it at a mealtime and stuff like that, where it's like that that gave them something to do, at least for half of it so that they weren't just like sitting there waiting for the adults to go have fun, you know, so like that's not fun for them. But moving on to our next thing to think about, whether it's a pro or a con to you. Um, This is a very important question, but do you even like traveling with your family? Because if if you don't like traveling with them, if you wouldn't do a weekend getaway three hours away from your home with them, then you probably should not be going to Disney with them. And there are so many factors to that. But like Disney is not going to be different. If anything, it's going to be a little bit worse because especially if you're not used to being there or if um, you're tired, everybody's been traveling, like everybody's just kind of on edge when they're at Disney sometimes. Like I obviously at this point, like I'm relaxed at Disney. I'm chilling. I'm so happy to be there. I'm like, whatever. But some people... Once they get there, there is so much going on and there's so much to do that they can feel overwhelmed. So if they also have all these extended family members in their face asking them questions, what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? Da, 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 da. They're going to get pretty frustrated and overwhelmed very, very quickly. And with that, I said earlier, like it is nice to have family there if they're helping you out. 
is your family even helpful? (laughs) Because I know some people whose family is not very helpful. So if you go to Disney and, you know, maybe it's like extended family that you don't see very often and your kids aren't super comfortable with them and your kids don't want to be left alone with them while you go ride a ride, like that's not going to make it easier. That's not going to make it more fun for you guys. It would almost be more worth it to just go your just with your immediate family and then you you guys can do rider swap with your partner or you guys can just say we're not going to ride those rides this go around we're only going to ride but the kids can ride like those are all very important factors to consider because just because it's disney does not mean that magically everybody's going to start getting along and everybody's going to agree on everything like sarah and i have gone to Disney. I mean, how many times at this point? And she's helping me plan. Well, she is planning my birthday trip in April and she's already mad at me for some of the things that I don't want to do. <laughs> so like, it does not necessarily I'm gonna be that you're going to have a- <laughs> at, uh, at a Ohana by myself. That's all I know at this point. Because Sarah (laughs) is really big into dining and I'm just not like I am not the kind of person that wants to spend my time or my money on food. Now, like there are certain places there that I'm like, oh, it's delicious. I have to eat there. But like I don't I I don't know. I just I'm not into that. I'd rather like, you know, eat a churro for breakfast. I really don't care. Oh, I'm Mickey pretzel for breakfast all the way. But yeah, yeah, true. Um, I mean, and she does have some great ideas that I didn't think about. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll try that. Mm -hmm. But when you're going with like a very large group with so many different opinions, like, are you going to get mad? Are you the point of contact? And is everybody going to be like in your face, barking orders at you? And you're going to be annoyed because you don't want to do what everybody else is doing. And they're rude to you. And they're asking you questions that you don't know the answer to. Like, is all of that going to be super duper stressful for you? Obviously using a travel agent is going to make it a lot better because we can be that sounding board for you. And we can help, help you set realistic expectations. If you're like, my aunt says she wants to do X, Y, Z. And we're like, okay, well, X is probably going to be guaranteed. There's no problem with that. Y is going to be a little iffy and Z is probably not going to happen for your family just because of how many people you have or the times that you're going. Like we can help you be that realistic sounding board. But at the end of the day, like you really have to sit there and think like what is going to be the best decision for is it our first time or not? Is it my kid's first time? How old are they? What rides can they ride? Like all of those things need to be taken into consideration and then be picky about who you do invite if you are choosing to bring extended family. Like you don't have to bring your 45 cousins. You can just say, you know what this like that's what Sarah did too. Like they went it was your second or third Christmas that you went like you only brought mom and dad with the four of you. You didn't like none of us went with you because you were like, that's just going to be too much. Like we'll just do mom and dad and it'll just be like the six of us. And that was much easier than if it had been like all, you know, 55 of us going at the same time. It was. And then the boys also just got to have like that time. Neither of y'all had kids yet. So it would have been a lot of adults with the boys, which they love that. I mean, they love doing stuff with you guys and, going places, especially now with Mila and Joe and Oliver, but um, it definitely was nice to just start small and to kind of lead into it. But I think if you set those expectations, if you have the conversations beforehand, don't wait until you get to Disney to decide things, bring your group into the planning, ask them questions. But at, at some point you probably still have to say, I'm the one in charge. I'm, I'm going to make these decisions, but yes. <laughs> have all those conversations and think about that and talk it through, uh, you know, along the way for planning and you can have a great trip either way. So that's the moral of the story at Happy Travel Company is you're going to love Disney no matter what. <laughs> We're just going to tell you <laughs> how to make sure you love it. So exactly. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We're excited that you joined us uh, for our number five episode and we can't wait to keep going.